Hello, dear listeners. Don't worry, everyone. It's a Lewis episode. I am Lewis, the leader of the group. As ever, I'm joined by Ashley, the unpaid intern, and Dan, the aggressive homeless man we're all afraid to kick out of the workplace. Give me your fucking change. Say hello, younglings. Oh, you got the money. Youngling. So, I assume you, dear listener, have read the title of the podcast... So this is only for the blind listeners that we have. The rest of you can fuck off. We're here to talk about the movie Beetlejuice. The history of Beetlejuice and the failed that never came to fruition sequels of Beetlejuice. Oh, well, you fucked it. You've said it three times already. And if Michael Keaton just appeared in your living room, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Call the police. Uh, before all that nonsense, though, a question for you boys. Mm. Easy one this episode. Still or sparkling? Still, mm. mostly. Are you talking water here? Still or sparkling is the question. Ah, okay. Sparkling cocaine. Because I don't actually mind sparkling water. I don't mind it, but it's not. It's not something I would order unless I'm like, eh, let's go have something different. Yeah, if I'm trying to show off at a posh restaurant, I'll, I'll order some uh, sparkling water. And then That's regret how my you decision. Show off at a posh yes. Restaurant. Yes. Don't judge me by the way I live. <laughs> I'll have the cheapest thing on the menu, but. A sparkling water. <laughs> Look, if the bread basket is free, I will split it with whoever I'm with. Okay. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, sir, he, you, Look, you had you, us in the first You saw me at the Brazilian mezzo. I ate bottle rolls. Okay. <laughs> like a madman. No, I mean, yeah. No punchline. I just wanted to know how you preferred your vampires. Theme tune in the style of Danny Elfman. So, <laughs> fucking hate Elf, man. I hope he got a Razzie for this. Or yeah. fired, or oh. just killed, stabbed in the back, whatever. I'll be honest, that is my opening note, is about the music. Bloody so. Danny Elfman as, is my first note. As well it should be. But before we get into the movie proper, let's talk about the history of Beetlejuice a little bit so we all understand where we're yeah. coming from. Oh, shit. Just breaking stuff, don't mind me. Sure. Beetlejuice. Get that homeless man away. <laughs> Beetlejuice is a 1988 dark comedy directed by Tim Burton. It's only one of three Tim Burton movies that isn't an adaptation or a biography. And only one of eight or nine Tim Burton movies that are actually good. Uh, yeah. I would argue there's one, but okay. There's only one good Burton movie? Okay. Yeah. What is it? Big Fish. Okay. Come at us, Hot Topic. Fuck you. <laughs> they still around? I don't know. We're in the UK. What's the equivalent over here? Blue banana? Is that what Camden. it's called? Come at us, Camden. No, not even Camden anymore. Yeah, what's that robot sex shop in... Cyberdog. 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 Yeah. No, they yeah. don't do Tim Burton no, stuff. No one buys any stuff from Cyberdog apart from people who work at Cyberdog. That's because they have to wear the merch <laughs> legally or they get shot. Let's do a couple of takes. Come at us, Blue Banana. Come at us, Camden. Come uh, at us, Cyberdog. Come at us, Punky Fish. Come on, Gap. Oh, God, that's the name I heard in a while. That'll cover Punky us. Fish. So, but before we dive too deep, we have to announce the winner of last episode's sequel pitches. Mm -hmm. uh, last episode was the 2017 Power Rangers. Yes. For those that have forgotten, because it's been so long. Uh, we pitched our episodes for that, put up a poll on Twitter, and you let you, dear listeners, vote. And with 17% is Ashley 
for Power Rangers, the second one, you come in third. Okay, mm. I was hoping so with that with that result. Yeah. <laughs> with seventeen percent of the vote, actually comes first. Yeah, but I, I don't know how percentages <laughs> work. I had the one with the Green Ranger in it, in case anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's Bizarro Day. With thirty-three percent, it's me for Power Rangers Z, not Dead Baby. You had the one with the Green Ranger. I had the one with the yeah, Green yeah, Ranger yeah. in it, and with fifty percent of the vote. Even oh, though you pronounced the letter wrong, it's Dan with Power Rangers <laughs> Rise of Z. And I had Golf the claps, green everybody. Rangers. He was playing up to the yank. Golf, Golf claps. To be fair, it didn't matter who won that. It was the same <laughs> pitch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. We, we all technically we won. It's not, not to take no, away from your no, victory. I totally 100% agree. We all win. It was the same pitch. But as are the rules of the podcast, because you won, you now have to develop the film and we will sue you for having identical <laughs> scripts. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Any anything you'd like to say about your victory to the listeners? Cheers. Cool. cool. Uh, but because we all won, Ashley, is there anything you'd like to no, say no. to me? <laughs> we yeah, love yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Let's all give ourselves golf claps for being so brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, before we start the podcast, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, uh, tangent, 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 back to podcast. Uh, we are technically listed as a film history podcast. That's true. Uh, so let's have a little history. Beetlejuice began life in the brain of the novelist Michael McDowell, who after watching movies in the mid-80s like Poltergeist and Ghostbusters was like, yeah, I can do that. And he did. Uh, the original idea for Beetlejuice was to, just to make up a, sh- a straight-up horror movie. And predicting the American sphere of the Middle East about 16 years too early, Beetlejuice <laughs> was going to be a winged demon who takes the form of a Middle Eastern man Ooh. whose mm. only intent is to kill the Deets and rape Lydia. Fun movie. It was destined to be a classic. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. Not, it's not far off that. It's just change Middle Eastern man for zombie Keaton. It's still the exact same plot. At the end of last episode, you asked me, or you you inferred that I would not enjoy this film because it is a Tim Burton film. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and I think you'd be surprised. Okay. I went in with an open mind, and didn't like. Within it. the first six minutes. I wanted to die. <laughs> I hate everything about this film. Okay. Well, I watched well, we it, it once, and mm-hmm. that was too much. And the and majority of my notes are, I hate this film. <laughs> Fuck this film. I hate this film. Listeners, this podcast going to get loud, because me and Natalie disagree. And Dane's on my side. <laughs> I'll be honest, I am also on his side. Fuck yeah, you know, boy. Because... The the further this film went, the more I hated it. Oh, you guys so are just bad. so wrong. Anyway, after a few rewrites, no, uh, there wasn't even a first write. They were making it up as they went look, along. If you want to hear just how bad the movie could have been, we're going to do Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian after the break. <laughs> okay. Uh, after a few rewrites, McDowell sort of nails the tone that Tim Burton's after he comes aboard, and we go into production. We go for a few different titles like uh, the Maitlands. Scared Sheetless, and my favourite, which was suggested by the studio, House Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't let studios name movies. That's exactly <laughs> I right. I did wonder. Poltergeist. Is we'll that much scary better title TV. than Beetlejuice? Until That's like, why you always let the studio take charge, because they know best. Well, until like the last 10, 15 minutes, I did wonder why they'd named it Beetlejuice. Because it seemed like, well, this is what the film's building up to. You don't really want to give that away in the title. Mm. Oh, that's I mean that is pretty much it for the history of Beetlejuice a man wanted to make a movie had a vision the studio changed his vision into something else entirely and it got released in 1998 got a rave review of two stars from Roger Ebert who doesn't like Michael Keaton's performance he's wrong 
This is Ebert. He's always wrong. Exactly. I don't know why he's... Come at me, Ebert fans. Yeah, I don't know why he's on such a pedestal. It's because he's wrong about so many movies. It's with Siskel and Ebert where they could bounce off each other Mm. and have discussions. But now it's just Ebert. Ebert can just be wrong. Yeah, but he gave Pearl Harbor five stars. Which is weird because he does thumbs. Well, we also said that um, Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel brought a quiet dignity to their roles in The Happening. So, (laughs) you know... (laughs) Well, quiet. <laughs> he can suck my homeless toes for all I care. <laughs> would you? Would you like? A, would you like a little tidbit before we get into the movie? Mm, tidbit time. Go on in. Michael Keaton wasn't the first choice to play Beetlejuice. Was it Donny Jepp? No, it was Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Holy Davis fuck! Jr. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Let's get into the movie proper, Holy shall we? Fuck. Oh, oh, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, so my opening note. Are you going to tell me that the, check? the opening script was they go to purgatory, it's full of black and white minstrels. They come out of purgatory, it's full of black and white minstrels. Yes. <laughs> right. That's right. So my opening note to gloss over that is the opening song is one I've not heard in ages. Because I haven't heard Danny Elfman's score in Can ages. We, but just before like, we, before we get into the movie, movie, like yeah. we've, I've heard Ashley's, like Ashley had never seen it before. Mm. Did you have any preconceptions about the movie before we went in? I knew Purgatory it happened. Okay. That's all I knew. You had, you've seen the movie. Before, oh yeah, right? I've seen it a couple of times so before. You had an idea of what to expect. You, you admittedly, it's been a, that you a while since I've like seen it. it, and I just went, well, maybe like it'd been so long since my last watch of it. I couldn't remember what I thought, whether right. I liked or disliked it. So going into this, I was like, okay, well, let's find out if I did or didn't like this, as it were. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, we're getting well, to no. the movie proper then. That opening song, the opening music, it's the sort of thing that Burton likes to go for, which is creepy slash wacky, which is his one trick. But now, you see, this opening music, when I think of Danny Elfman, I think of this track. I think this is Danny Elfman's best Score. I think this is his best work. This is, this is only work, and it's so prevalent in this movie. This boom, 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 It's it's the only song in this movie. It doesn't matter how he rearranged it. It's just that, and it's great. No, it's horrible. It is a great. It's a great score. It grates. Yes, it grates. It grates on you over time. They use it. They use it when a car plows off a fucking bridge. They use the same tune. Yep. I can't think Fine. of when I didn't hear that in the movie. Like, it's just constantly oh, in the background. When you were hearing when they're the mouthing the Calypso songs, Dan. Oh, that. that's when they don't oh, use no, it, fuck, Dan. If you, fuck you if you have a problem with the Harry Belafonte stuff. No, do you know movie. what? If you just bump the sample a little bit here, dun, 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 just underneath it, because it's <laughs> like, like oh, man, fuck it, that'll fun. do. Dislike it. But yeah, this whole movie is Burton's one trick. Spooky, but friendly. It's the only trick he's got. Even, even in stuff like Big Fish... Where oh look spooky creepy people actually they're really nice. But this is the movie and the where... people who look like they're normal they're really mean. It's his only trick. But this is the movie where tiring. Burton nails that trick and walks that line perfectly. No, that's no. Scissorhands. Scissorhands. All right, fine. Scissorhands does it as <laughs> well as well. But yeah, you know, every like, like I said, there's very few actually good Tim Burton movies. Yes. I watched <laughs> Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children on ITV two a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Exactly, the face you're pulling at me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What the fuck is it? It's a Tim Burton movie. No one's ever seen it. It's shit. It could have been directed by anyone. Yeah, it would have been better. But it would again, have been better. It's because it's it's that 
Tim Burton trick off. He likes spooky but friendly. So he gets those sort of things. But I'm sick of seeing it, Burton. Even in the works that I think are his but best. He, d- he doesn't He doesn't. Now. I think, I'm like, I'm fucking tired of it. Yeah, he doesn't now. In, in Dumbo, there was a section where this is Tim Burton land. No, he absolutely did. Only because when the they entire, get to Reamland. The entire thingy, the entire, um, what are they call um Medici's Circus. Yeah. They're all, oh, look at this freak show, but they're really friendly. Hmm. Here's the okay, really yeah. big, nice-looking people. They're really mean. It's the fucking same trick. Here's, I'm the, here's tired the bad of man it. with a whip. Dumbo kills him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just why? So yeah, I'm fucking sick of him. Like, I mean, I'm sick he, of it. I get that he, he is trying to do. He's a, he's a shell of himself. He, he knows he has an image. He tries to do that image these days. But he I think we get different Tim Burton it's films. Because pale. the birds that live in his hair and control him Ratatouille style keep growing up and going away and new ones get hatched. So that's why there's a new like, film. He can try different things. Absolutely. He should try different he should. things. And I'm sick of him relying on this trick. Like, I've seen it before, Burton. And so you get this idea of exactly how his movies are going to go because you, you've already seen... You've seen one, you've seen mm. them all. Like, two of his better movies of the past two decades were Big Fish and mm-hmm. Big Eyes. Do you big know what I ha- oh, yeah, big yeah. No, nobody saw Big Eyes. Don't no, worry no about one it. saw that. But those are two of his better movies of the past two decades, and then they're not like all of his other fare. They're not ah. swirly spirals and no. yeah, goth I'll, kids I'll with black rings around their eyes. It's the same trick on the same on the same plane as that, and doesn't have the same trick. Oh no, it, it does. Is literally the main story, of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. You see, you see what I mean. So yeah, but this I'm this sick was made it. back when Burton was was actually that guy and actually believed in the shit that he was spouting. Yes, it this, was. You you get you get a run of Pee Wee, right. this Scissorhands, Batman. You get a good run from Burton back when he believed this shit that he was spouting. Hmm. And the thing, and this is they're good. He, I feel like he's stuck in a rut. And he's called back. He's all backed himself into a corner. Sorry, I realise there's a lot more anger here towards Burton than really is necessary because no, it's... it's just a movie. But it, it bothers me because when I notice it's like, oh my god, it's all his films, and it's so frustrating mm. that I can't unsee it. You know? Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Should we talk about the miniature? <laughs> Go. <laughs> it's just a really nice miniature. It, it is. is. I have a note about Jane, and I, I wrote this one. I was really because I watched. Is, it, is I was your really note tired. about Jane? Just leave it, Jane. <laughs> Fucking leave it. <laughs> well, Drop it, will you? Sort of. Like I. <laughs> I'm going to read this to you guys because I wrote this when I was quite tired. And I watched it. I went, Janie's a massive bitch. She can get fucked by Skyrim spiders. Hi, Barbara. Hi. I'm glad I caught you. Heard you're on vacation. That's right, Jane. Complete vacation. Honey, today I'm $260,000. No, it's 6.45 in the morning. This offer is real from a man in New York City who only saw a photograph. Jane, don't send people photos of our house. He wants to bring the wife and family up here for some peace. Why? That's exactly what we're looking for. But Barbara, this house is too big for you. It really ought to be for a couple with a family, you know? Yeah. Is she the uh, that doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, she's the estate agent. Okay, so... The realtor for okay, the American tell me, listeners. tell me... They're redecorating the house. Yeah. Have they just moved in? No. They're, no, they've been is there a while. Is it their holiday home? No. No, it's their house. It's their house. But it seems like they've just moved in. There's stuff in boxes. There's all dust sheets on everything. Yes. The movie doesn't make a lot of things clear. And then a woman turns up and says, you should sell this place you've just moved into. Hey, hey, wife who's barren, you should sell it to someone who can <laughs> have kids, you no. dirty barren bitch. 
Like, oh, Jane. Mm. I don't think it's ever mm. explicitly said that she's barren. They no, just haven't had kids. Bill no, but that's what Jane's saying. Alec she's Ball... saying, you can't have it. You can't spurt things out. You need to move from this fucking mm. house. I, yeah, do. I really, I really Jane. fuck Jane. Fuck Jane. They would have Alec worked Baldwin. hard to get this house, yeah. to buy this space. If they want a house that big, <laughs> fuck you, Jane. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck off, Jane. Alec Baldwin, wearing his uh, Bill Pullman mask, um <laughs> does say oh while while we're here in the house which makes it sound like it's a holiday home while we're here in the house we can try so i don't think they are barren i think they just haven't bothered because yeah. he's too busy with his miniatures yeah <laughs> and she's obviously too busy picking out wallpaper or something because apparently they've lived in the house for a long time and they haven't done anything with it because the realtor woman specifically says later on in the film I did all the decorating. Some people just redecorate their home every like two years. It's and weird. And some people don't have a script and just make it up as they go along. I, I will. I don't explain a lot in this movie. It's infuriating. No, I, <laughs> I, I will admit do, that the movie isn't the clearest of movies. Oh, it's but all, when it when it is, because like, how should we convey that we, this woman wants to sell the house? Let's do three separate scenes back to back about how she goes and like talks to them individually and then sells them outside. Mm. It, it's all about aesthetic, this movie. Rather than telling you a story, it's about giving, so trying to sell you an aesthetic, an yeah. aesthetic story. Um, moving on from Jane the Bitch. To six minutes 30, I'm moving on to. I'm on to the car crash. I, no. I'm just, just before the car crash. I just, want, I just want to talk about all the... How, how I love the old... America, like the little towns, the old Americana towns that Tim Burton would have used to move in or use yeah. in his old movies, like Pee Wee and Scissor Hands and this. He would actually go out and find, send a location scout and find this, these places that actually existed in real life. Mm. And now it's all just, just over designed green screen shit. Just George, fucking George Lucas is coming. <laughs> oh, you mean Reamland? Yeah. 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 Lewis, as our resident expert of this film, what is the purpose of a covered bridge? They have them in America. They do, but what? Why? To, it's just using more material to for keep, no purpose. Keep your car dry when you when drive you through it. Over a bridge. Yeah. What's his point? <laughs> it's to stop you falling. Oh wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's to ju- stop people jumping off the side no, of the bridge. Because then you go climb on top of the bridge, you get more purchase to jump off. Of. The thing is, in that. In, that, in this instance of this bridge, you could just literally walk to the side. Yeah. So it just does nothing. Just does. Yeah. And also, it's it's do not you, a great do you know what it is? Why it's, would it, you assume, because I like this movie, I'm an architectural fucking wonder and know why they have roofs on the bridges? Because you chose therefore I have to ask you everything about this Fair film. enough. <laughs> do you know what it is? It's because they, <laughs> they have obsessions with, with, with uh, tall ceilings, Americans, right? So they had to have one on the roof as well. They really, <laughs> had really to have a tall do. ceiling on there. I've, I've been working on so many American property shows. Your obsession with how high your ceiling is, America, is ludicrous, okay? If you need to get on a stepladder to touch your ceiling, it's high enough. <laughs> you don't need to vault it and make it bigger. <laughs> so if it smoked weed on 420, would that be an even higher ceiling? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, that hitman dog. No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. So we're still on the roof for the bridge. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Um, no, because um, you've touched on the fact that this is a horror comedy. Yes. I don't find any comedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, one 
bit that they try but and use But you wouldn't because you're a heartless dead inside. Well, yes. But also look at Tim Burton and tell me he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> he should be making films that re- resonate with me. Um... <laughs> Uh, you got a good point. I didn't laugh at all no. throughout this and, movie. Like the first bit I noticed that they were really trying to do a bit of comedy was um, Bill Pullman gets out of the car, goes into a tool shop, and there's an old man oh, outside. Yeah. Just to be clear, you're going to refer to Alec Baldwin as Bill Pullman yeah, throughout like, the podcast, right? Why is he wearing right? a Bill Pullman suit? And I'm just Bill checking. Pullman hair and I'm just Bill checking. Pullman glasses. It, yeah, I loved how he walked into a closed shop, had everything he conveniently needed on the counter and just took it. Um, even before out. this, I hate the Tim Burton uh, um, steady shot but, and then coming down the stairs, smiling into the camera, going, oh, we're off on an adventure. Fucking hated that. <laughs> loads of just steady shots and then, oh, we're walking along. Just... Oh, there you go, that's the microphone. <laughs> But yeah, so he goes into the hardware shop and the man who cuts his hair is sitting next door because the barber shop's next door. And Tim Burton's like, right, here's time for a funny. We'll have the old man talk to him, but just keep talking and not notice when he goes into the shop and then comes back out. And I was like, this is a metaphor for this film. No one has shut up in this film talking about selling a house, going to a hardware shop, now cutting his hair. Shut up and let the film do the talking, Tim Burton. I did. I did actually find that funny. The old goose just a good. Sure, good. <laughs> the old yeah. goose. Sure. The old good. The old good is just rattling on. Just, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it nice on. touch. I like that. I think it didn't work because it was. Everyone busting the mics today. Smack this bitch. It didn't work because up to no, that on the point, it was such shit last week. <laughs> up to that point of the seven-minute mark, no one had shut up. True. But that's. So, I mean, there are some movies where people just don't shut up. And, and they're, they're shit filmed. Like have, se- have you seen Uncut Gems? No, not yet. N- nobody shuts the fuck up through the entire movie. It's one of the most stressful viewing experiences <laughs> I've ever had. And it's brilliant. So I've not seen The Wedding Singer yet. So I, my, That's a good movie. Yeah, my Adam Moss's name yeah. thing is all bad films. Right. <laughs> so, Although Fifty First Dates I kind of like as a shit film. You know what? As an aside, I really, really wish Adam Sandler would just try harder. Because when he's actually trying, he's really good. Mm. He's really good. There's bits of click where and, like, you can see him actually acting. And I, I get it. He like he doesn't like he's made enough money. He doesn't actually have to try. I get it. Yeah. But I really like his work when he tries. Yeah. Just Adam, if you're listening, baby, please. <laughs> he could be this generation's Robin Williams. Goldman versus Silverman. That's really good. Yeah, really good. That's Bicentennial Man. Anyway, that evil dog that kills them. Yep. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's one evil dog. Which he's was... set up earlier in the film, so it's actually good plot. Either <laughs> either, <laughs> either he's death with a grudge, or he's a hitman. Either <laughs> way. You said something good about a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, wait till we get to that 18-minute mark, and I ask you to describe everything that's come up to that point. Oh, he's vomiting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought, wow. That's... First you had Jane the bitch, now you've got a dog trying to kill him. An poor actual family. bitch. <laughs> so would you like a did it did it did it did it did bit time? I mean, you're okay. gonna shove it down our throats. I'm anyway. gonna shove it down your throats. It's just a quick one. Is that Beetlejuice was the first ever DVD rented by somebody on Netflix? Huh. <laughs> That's <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. No, it's it's not on Netflix to watch. We you know show the love. Yeah. Mm. 
I didn't mind. Right. I didn't mind that to go out and buy a high-def version of this movie. I love it. You know what? Fuck it. Netflix, fuck you. Every time I want to watch a particular movie, you've never got it. Fuck you, yeah. Netflix. The thing is, Fucking I, I, I you. know you've had that movie before because I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the reason it's in the back of my mind that I want to come to watch it. But now your licensing's run out when I want to come and watch it. Mm. Now I've got to fucking search all your secret menus that people have to just fucking discover and then they post out all the secret shit and secret genre things that you just hide from everyone. Because, mm, oh, oh, Netflix is so infuriating. So one question. Just the one. How Nine minutes and 30, how do they get back to the house from the car accident with all the sandworms outside. It well it's not it's intentionally supposed to be unexplained. Yeah. But like, like a lot in this movie. Yeah, it's intentionally not written about because they'd have to think about it. Yeah. Well, his, I think this one is fine because they go, well, how did we do it? Because they don't know they they're dead yet. Mm. But I so I, think... I can I can accept it. Everything else is bollocks because they just didn't want to tell you. That would have worked if not 20 seconds later we've got Oh, we must be dead. Oh, here's a book telling us that. There's mm. no... You, you get none of the usual... Oh, this person didn't see me. Or it's just straight away. Look, look in the mirror. No, look, here's a book. Yes, what, what's fine. wrong with that? You've just said it's the usual, this person can't see me. Well, if, we, if it's the usual, we've fucking seen it before. Yeah, I don't so want to see that rather, before. Rather again, than then. give us something new and try and adapt that, they've gone, eh, forget about it. Just go straight to the bit where, where they know. And again, nothing wrong with that. If we know they're dead and it's they find it's out lazy. they're lazy. The movie's not about them finding out they're dead. It's that should be a part of it. They should they, It's a natural thing. If they get home and can't see themselves in the mirror and there's a fucking book on the coffee table saying you're dead. Alright, so okay, so rewrite them if you think this would be better. What if the movie opened up and they're going about their day normally and it's just it just so happens that it looks like people maybe didn't notice them or kind of ignoring them. They don't really realise they're dead until a little bit later. And then you get a flashback to the car crash. Then you go, oh, oh okay, we must be dead. Because, oh, like, kind of like what they do with The Sixth Sense. Yeah, Spoilers what, what, well. yeah I was, was going to say, say it's exactly The Sixth Sense. What's yeah, a but better before film? The Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense or Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Okay, so... <laughs> Fuck off. It's it's one hundred percent Beetlejuice. I mean, no, Six Sense is great. So I love the Six right. Sense, but Beetlejuice so is better. So not right about that. Anyway, my point is, would that be better as an opening name? Would you prefer that? No. Well, yeah, because then we wouldn't have sell your house, sell your house, sell your house for six minutes. We wouldn't <laughs> have man talking outside for two minutes. Do you know what? You could even incorporate her because you could have her like screaming through the letterbox because no, no answering, even though they're telling her to piss off. Yeah, you, you could have her putting up the sign saying this house is for sale and them only seeing it from the top and having to run down and by the time they got to the front she's gone i will admit yeah. that we don't need jane no we don't need jane because once, all she once serves to do the is house is going to be for sale yeah all she does is, is there to anger my blood and that's it <laughs> yeah so 13 minutes at my note here is just uh, I, lo- I love gina davis's face and all of her facial expressions they make me happy i want to see her more in more things yeah I, I got a bit of a thing for gina davis i love gina davis i don't What's wrong with Gina Davis now, Ashley? <laughs> Did you know she was in a bad Tim Burton film? <laughs> Did you know you were in a bad Tim Burton film? <laughs> oh, my God. So, I have a question for you. Did you know that she plays a man in Hook? She does. Yeah. She does. The Boo Box guy, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, is it, I thought it was, Mel, was that Meryl Streep, wasn't it? No, no, it's Gina Davis. It is Gina Davis. I oh, think okay. so. And I think it's the Boo Box guy, the Boo Box pilot. Yeah, it is. It's the Boo Boo Box guy. Yeah. I know that much. So I have a, have a question. This is relating to Keaton. Do you think this is Keaton's best film? 
Oh. Or his best role at the very least. Because mm. I, I genuinely don't get why people have a problem with him. I don't. I think he's a good actor. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I love Michael Keaton. Who's got a problem with Michael Keaton? Come see me after class. See, it's the thing. is I don't know. Because I keep hearing, oh, Michael Keaton. It's like, what's wrong with Michael Keaton? No, I, he I, was a good Batman. I think, yeah, no, I think his later Vulture. roles have been fine. Like, Vulture, I think, is my personal favourite of his. It's good, it's good. And Birdman was fine. The thing is, I, I really liked him in White Noise as well. I actually kind of I enjoyed White Noise. And he's the best part of this film. So what's the problem? He's what, not the best part of this film. He's absolutely the best part of this film. Because he's having fun. It's, it's the fat man who really conveniently has studied everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like that dude. I didn't like yeah, that Arthur. dude at all. Otho, yeah. Lydia. He's got the name of a hobbit. <laughs> is that why you like him? Because he reminds be. you of your people. Yeah, technically, it's Lotho, but it's the same thing. So, 14 <laughs> minutes. Jeff, oh no, sorry, Michael Keaton's best role. You asked a question, I didn't answer it. Uh, yeah. This is definitely up there. I can't think of all the roles that Michael Keaton has ever had right now. Multiplicity is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely up there. I think it's either this or Birdman. Yeah. Are his best roles. 14 minutes. Yeah. Jeffrey Jones makes his second appearance on the, <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. I, I have a, just, Jeffrey Jones. Hi, fella. Still a pedo, yeah? <laughs> That's my note. <laughs> he's still getting work, by the way. Look. And then, I, then, then later on, when he's at his window with his binoculars, I just got... <laughs> it's always the bird watchers that are perverts. Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah, I had the same joke about Mike about Jeffrey Jones looking out his window at children. Yeah, <laughs> but we should we should. We I'm should... laughing about a paedophile. That's horrible. It's it it horrible. We should save the paedophilia jokes because he he will appear in the, on the podcast again when we do. Don't Ferris point Bueller. at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> save your paedophilia jokes, Ashley. <laughs> Put them in their back pocket. He's going to appear when we do Ferris Bueller. Jeffrey Jones yeah. is performance was okay i like the touch where they they come in and he's like fuck it i'm getting comfy yeah i like no, that. As, a, as a performer yes uh, there are a lot of jeffrey jones movies that i quite like yes but he's a terrible person yes uh, we can't deny that not even allegedly not not he got into more trouble because he didn't tell people allegedly. That he was. <laughs> but anyway look so yeah so this is when um the family buys their home. The new family comes in and buys yes, their, their the house, Dietzes. right? The Dietzes. So I just got Dietzes a... nuts. <laughs> so I just got a note for this. Look, it's the friendly goth and the evil city folk. <laughs> hey, Tim Burton. And I was like, Burton doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Stop fucking saying he does. This is not repressed memories. But can we can we do the whole hey, Tim Burton thing when this was his second movie and the first movie he did was fucking Pee Wee Herman? This was this was having his first movie. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I thought this was his first. No, no, no. This was Tim Burton's second first movie. Was Pee Wee Herman, and he did a couple of shorts before it. Like, but, yeah, you can you can let it go. You know, I mean, in, in retrospect, it's very hey, Tim Burton. But yeah, well, but, that's what I'm speaking in retrospect. I yeah. mean, I can't speak for the time because I wasn't there when it was released. So, oh, no, was I, this I, your fault? Was this film your fault, Dan? <laughs> I did make a blood pact with the <laughs> I, demon. I wasn't there when this movie was released, but I have been watching it since I was about three or four years old. Okay. That explains so much. <clears throat> Why I'm so gothic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got the big boots on, you've got the, all the black. The long black hair. Yeah. 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 Turn, up, pale turn skin. up for dinner wearing a veil. <laughs> the pale <laughs> skin's true. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to bring it up. 
Anyway, so let's see. Um, yeah, I don't really have much notes other than, yeah, uh, Evil City Folk, Burton's got a chip, paedophile, and Burton <laughs> feels... <laughs> and then Burton feels like a tryhard. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, I suppose you have to let it go because this is, as you said, his second movie. So you have to kind of accept it. Yeah. Back, I mean, back then, this was all new and fancy free. Mm. 23 minutes, I'm at, is a... Uh, if, I mean, say what you will about the execution of the movie. I know you guys don't like it. No. But the idea for the movie, the the idea of a bio exorcist to you know help ghosts get rid of the living. Sure. That's yes. a good idea. That's that is right. a good idea. Can, it's a good concept. That's why I can really see someone went in and go, I've got an idea for a film. And then they didn't write anything down. They didn't mm. sort anything out. They just went, idea's good. Let's just work around Cause it. Cause I, I am surprised. It feels like I am surprised that the concept hasn't been ripped off more because we've got loads of regular exorcist movies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, a, fair, a fairly unique idea. So, yeah, why wouldn't you, you see someone trying to do it It's definitely an again? idea Casper. worth exploring more. Casper. Casper. Casper, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. There's, there's two. I mean, can you call them bioexists? They are just trying to kill a dude. Yeah, but they suck him into a hoo And they do kill him. They do kill him. Not through the hoo through No, electric- he accidentally <laughs> dies. They don't kill him. They just get him drunk and he dies. Well, it was through their acts. And hey then guys, through, through magical science, they bring him back to life. Can I just, I just want to say that I, I love you guys and I love how familiar you are, but we all are with the 1996 that movie Casper. Yeah. <laughs> Christina Ricci and the other guy. And yeah. That was Bill Pullman, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing his Alec Baldwin mask. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Nine, nine, so a little, little earlier than that, 90 minutes 30. Mm. This film is like something put together for a GCSE exam. Because it's just every now and then people just kind of off shot doing something that they think is something that their character could be doing, but they don't really know. So Otho, we see him measuring a door frame mm. and he starts from midway. <laughs> That's not yeah. how you measure a doorframe, my boy. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't spotted that, but I think that's a genuinely brilliant character touch because he's an, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's an interior designer. He's if not. There's one thing he can. He's do. not an interior designer. He's a life coach. Oh really? Yeah, pretty, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Film was shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. Um, so our our ghost buddies here, the family. Hold on, wait. I want to go back to Ash's comment about a GCSE exam. Are you, okay. Do you not like the stuff that we did back at A Levels and GCSE Media? Oh, it's going to get wrong. No, mine was essentially this film, but instead of Purgatory, it was a game show, and we did the time warp for some reason. It was a Tim Burton love film. <laughs> Hold on, what and where can I see this? Yeah, I don't think you can. But, <laughs> but I got full marks for it. So fuck everyone. I mean, the music videos and stop motion look, animation that we made, they're, they're still look, available. Yeah, they're I'm willing to turn up at your old school and start demanding I see that movie and get kicked out. Because data protection, they cannot have that legally. So if they do, <laughs> I want to get in there as well. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is I'm willing to get kicked out of the school. For oh, this. Okay. We yeah. made an eight-minute music video for a three-minute song. Yeah. Yeah. It's still on YouTube. We're it's not going to show anyone. It's very self-indulgent. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> You're in it, Dan. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. No, your, your hair is in it. My yeah. hair is in it. Sat on the floor waiting yeah. little cardboard cutouts of people around. Yeah, I remember that now, yeah. Oh. We're professional filmsters, guys. In jokes. Maybe I'll put it in the link of the podcast. I no. won't. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> won't. It's got like 400-odd views somehow. I'm the guy it's, on the drums. It's mostly me. <laughs> Look, I'm the guy on the drums, okay? 
No, you're Toby not. Toby Ford. <laughs> you don't you want to be the guy. If you see him out in public, go say hi. Go punch him. You don't want to be the guy on the drums because he couldn't play the drums, just like I couldn't play the piano. <laughs> I'm in the movie playing. The, I'm in the movie we made playing the piano with two index fingers. <laughs> oh, my miming in that video is better than the calypso miming in this film. I will admit, yeah, you did some pretty good miming. Your heart was in it. Do you know what? I can go ask Redacted what he thinks about it as well. 36 minutes. That's where I'm at. Has anyone got 28 anything? minutes. Uh, Go is, this, is this when they're at the, the bureau? But, yeah, so before then, when they're opening the door and to the... And nothing gets explained. Of course not. And it's just so bothersome. <laughs> so they, they, op- they draw a chalk door. Yeah, yep. fine with that. And conveniently it opens at the bricks, not where they draw, drew the fucking working out in Burton. <laughs> so they, they open the door to purgatory waiting room and a green light spills forth. Yeah. And Winona Ryder, who's not Winona Ryder. Oh yeah, who's yeah. on an, the, the other side of the, the other side door. of the room behind a closed door that doesn't have a letterbox. It's just a flat door. Gets a letterbox color green that comes from the purgatory when she's on the other side of the do door. You wanna, do you want to know why? It's through the keyhole. It's because it's not through the keyhole. It's through under the door, and she's head height with that because ah. the steps lead up to it. Oh yes, that's right. Okay. But, it's a tense pretentious comment. Shove no, it. No, 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 because it, it, it's still a letterbox. It doesn't go all the way horizontally. Yeah, see that? See the door frame over there? Do you see how fucking wide that is? No, but Lewis is in the way. Right, so that it's a fucking door frame. Yeah. It's, it's fine. But there's still... It's, so you're saying yeah. that she's down low enough to look under the door frame and see... See that green light, yes. Because, in case you don't know, green light shows up quite strong in the dark. Yeah, but... Stronger than red light. So, yeah, the doorway then, then leaves a light, let's say, five inches horizontally and doesn't continue. Like, yeah. it's a literal letterbox. It's not, it's the whole, it goes, it's not a literal letterbox, it goes across the whole thing. It goes across her whole face. It's not five inches off her face. It's well, across the whole thing. Again, didn't really bother watching the film. <laughs> I don't mind you having problems with this film, just don't question me Fine. on the logistics of lights under doors. I don't know much. But I know about light spectrums. Um, at, at this point, I've just got the note. I'm getting real tired of this music. Yeah, I'm just... Just Danny. Why Danny? Excellent music. Well done, Danny. Danny boy, please. Please. Yeah, so they go to that waiting room. They're waiting to see their... Caseworker. Caseworker, that's it. And... Nothing, nothing gets explained other than, like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Why would I tell you anything? And we're not going to help you. So why was this in the movie? Why was this? Okay, if, if this is served to say, we're not helping because you, we're going to do nothing, and I don't want to talk to you again. Yeah. Why did you put this it's in? It's in the film, because the main idea, someone went up to them with is purgatory. And then they didn't work it out. They just went, purgatory, people probably aren't going to be in the best of moods, right? So let's just flying through and everyone dies in a grisly way no one dies of old age or anything like that's not the main cause of death it's a Burton movie so. uh, no you see that's because people who commit suicide become civil servants uh, hmm. yeah which is um, which is it, great but I mean I can understand purgatory being for people who died before their time like it wasn't like if you if you make it no, to your number, that, then that's fine. That's spooky ghosts. That's not necessarily poetry. Well, I suppose it's a similar yeah. version of. Because I mean, if you make it to old age and die, you're not gonna be like, oh, I gotta haunt people because I still got shit to do. There I are old people ghosts. Shit, so. 
Like, How many old people ghosts do you know who haven't died grisly murders? Or deaths, as it were. I'm just saying, in terms of like ghost I stuff... Mean, personally, it's a... in my Rolodex, there's only like seven. <laughs> I'm, oh, I was thinking of a 13 ghosts reference then. And I was going to... Mm. Gonna slap you for it. I'm just saying that you're only gonna get like if you die of old age, you're not gonna be a ghost. Not really, because you've done everything you needed to do, in theory. Well, there's no 83 year old guy. Man, I wish I had sex. Some old people get so old they look like ghosts. There was a woman on my road. We used to think she was a witch because just because she was that old. Well, that's just ageism. It is. Yeah, that's all that is. But anyway, yeah, they get told nothing's not. We're not going to help you, and you're not going to do anything. They so get they told, get told to read to, the book. Read the book, yeah. They don't get told to read the book. The book just turns up. They get told. They get told oh, to in read poetry, the book. Yeah. In the poetry, yeah. they get told to read the book. So they decide to haunt them, and it did, did make me chuckle when they decide to just put sheets on and cut eye holes, and that's the <laughs> that's the method of haunting people. I thought, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. People don't know what they're doing. And then the most amazing thing about this film is instant Polaroids. Yeah, that I thought was crazy. <laughs> like I have, I have never had a Polaroid fire that fast. Boom! There you go. This is you. Have a look. There you go. <laughs> it's a movie. They've got to truncate it a bit. Like, fires faster than some handguns I've seen. Like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but there's there's a there's a lull at this point where it, there's a constant the, the same sort of scene keeps happening. Of we need to haunt them. They're not scared. Back to set one. Mm. You know. And gets a little bit like okay, okay, yeah, I get it. And you get the the odd interspersed bit of uh, of Beetlejuice uh, throughout these scenes. Who I remember him being way more involved in this movie than he is. Yeah, he's not. He's in like fifteen minutes of the movie. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm just which confusing is which for is the... brilliant because he could easily overstay his welcome. He could easily yes. be too much. Yes. Lewis, as our resident Beetlejuice expert, sure. How how and why do you summon Beetlejuice? He would to. What do you mean? How and why? You the why the how is Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Okay. Fuck off. Go away. <laughs> Beetlejuice, so, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Well, no, no, no. The, go away, kid. So the, go. the first Shoot. time, the first time in the film, they say Beetlejuice three times, and then they go down into the miniature. So they are summoned to Beetlejuice. Yeah. And then. When they say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice again, they fuck off out of the miniature. Yes. Then, without saying anything, he becomes a snake man and leaves the miniature. Yes. Then he goes back into the miniature without saying anything. No, they say it three times and he gets put back in the miniature after that. Oh, do they? Okay. Yes. Well, they didn't, they didn't say it to bring him out as a snake. And then, when, when a rider wants to summon him, she doesn't go to the miniature, he comes to her. This. What are the rules? The rules are. Make it up as we go along. <laughs> what makes what yes. makes the most sense cinematically? What looks good? The rules are a, a, a dead person saying Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice cannot summon the f- proper physical manifestation Michael Keaton version wants. of Beetlejuice. That's his goal: is that to is... get them to help to make get them to summon him to help. His them. goal is to. Get a human person to say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice three times because then he can marry them. He can he can marry them and like a human says Beetlejuice, One Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice three times. The actual physical manifestation of Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton version of Beetlejuice comes out and he can marry Lydia to become human again, uh, human again. 
Right, why does he want to be human again? Because he's fed up of being a dead person. But it's, it's he is literally, this, it, this is he's all ex- Aladdin's genie. This is all explained in a very offhand comment. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, and it's one of the right few things the that movies. gets explained. <laughs> it's very offhand. It's like, it's just like, oh, it'll be a marriage of inconvenience. Yeah. Like that. And that's, that, that's how it gets explained. He was previously married. He yes. has his wife's finger in his pocket. Yes. What does he? Could you be fucking could be anyone's Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Lydia, 42 minutes 30, says, uh, I myself am strange and unusual. Well, I read through that handbook for the recently deceased. It says, live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Tim Burton, hello. Yep, that's, my, <laughs> that's exactly my note. What? In a Tim Burton movie? <laughs> What's this self-insert? Um, I did like when, um, to go back a little bit, when they actually go into the miniature and they dig them up and they're digging through like the, the foam and the, the and cardboard. And the cardboard. And the... I, I, I liked that as a visual. Yeah, I, I, did I, I liked the cutaway. I didn't like the cutting into. So I think we already had that when he was trying to get the flyer to come in. We already had his hands coming up. We're like, okay, he's inside the miniature. That's okay. Yeah. But then when you're like, you have to actually dig into the stuff and you see how fake it is, then that kind of didn't work. It was too much. It was on the, over the top. No, so I, I was the, fine. The cutaway when you see the layers, when they're actually in the grave, that's fine. I thought it was nice. I also want to point out that I keep confusing Catherine O'Hara with um, Kim Cattrall. Right. And it just kept kept ru- like ruining me, going like, no, no, that's not Kim Cattrall's Catherine I O'Hara. Don't actually, I don't actually have a note about Catherine O'Hara in this movie, so I'll just say it now. She's great. I love her. Yeah, she was. She was, She played the role well. Kevin! <laughs> yeah, I, fine. Totally fine. Oh. Yeah. No, no issues with Catherine O'Hara. So, forty-eight minutes and thirty seconds is we we get Beetlejuice's proper proper introduction. Mm. Bursts out the ground and the grave, and it's yeah. But how how, how do so they they finally say Beetlejuice and they go into the miniature mm-hmm. and there's a big grave. Did you just knock your microphone? <laughs> just to not... three yeah, for three. We've done it. We've oh, done it. Yeah, we can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a round of drinks. So. Yeah, there's a big grave that says Beetlejuice and an arrow pointing down. And so they... Well, they... it says more Beetle Geese, to be mm, precise. Okay. It says Beetlejuice because that's how the that's... star is yeah. Yeah, spelt. But yeah. marketing decided it would be easier and easier to sell if it was spelt juice. Yeah, that's... Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, carry on. Ashley uh... is... <laughs> Ashley's trying to make a point. Yeah, so I don't it's... know what it is yet. So they, they turn up and they're like, oh, well, there's an arrow pointing down. What do we do? Camera pans onto shovels. I guess we dig. Uh, and then f- cut to the cutaway of inside the miniature. Look, we have now done a dig. What do we do now? Oh, I think we knock. Should we knock? Yes, we knock. And then the bill just turns up. I hate this film. <laughs> Stop explaining everything. Show. Show. They did Don't show. Do the- they, you just said they panned away to the shovels the shovels fall. No, because they, they then narrated everything they were doing. They were like, shovels, we should do a, a digging motion, which is normally associated with shovels. If they'd just gone, pan to the shovels, and now they're in with the shovels in their hand. Done, that's all you need. I mean, I, I, I get the whole show, don't tell thing, but they, I mean, this is hardly fucking a Paul Feig movie, is it? <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> a Paul Feig movie. Do not bring that name back into my house. 
Here's a, I know I brought it in. Here's first, a joke. But... Did you just do a joke? I did a joke. Well done on the joke. Here's, here's That's the joke exactly again. this bit. That's not this. That is bit. this bit. Should we knock? I think we should not. Blah blah blah. Back and forth. As if it's this not is a back and forth. It's said like once by fucking Bill Pullman. But they keep <laughs> like it's. Let's talk it's about the, the language shovels. of film. Let's talk about the shovels. Someone else mentions the shovels. We're now inside the grave. Someone no else one mentions, mentions that. the shovels. They fall down, and he says we should dig. I you guess know? we dig. Finally, we did it. Should we knock? <laughs> yes. What is wrong with that? It's that three lines saying what we need to do. You never say, ever in a film, never say, finally we have achieved. (laughs) (laughs) That is bullshit. Look, you don't know what I'm writing in my script, okay? (laughs) Dan's got a spec script called Finally We Achieve. (laughs) Um, I tell you what, I I like that it lends the credence that this, this couple are actually idiots. Because mm. they are, and I kind of like it. They're idiots in a charming way. Oh, they're very charming idiots. Yes, they're very in love with each other. Nice but dim, which other, is nice. Other than when on a rider, very Tim, nice but dim. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Other than when on a rider, who else is is a smarty? In this movie, yeah, um, no, no one, no one. But that's that's Tim Burton. That's Tim Burton. Well, Beetlejuice is a smarty. No, he's not. He is. No, he fails. He doesn't fail. He does. Because exactly what they ask him to... Well, apart from two. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, they have a... Are we on to the, the dinner scene yet? Uh, not yet. I just want to say... Okay. Just, I just want to talk about how good Michael Keaton is in the role for, for a minute. Yeah, I mean, that's my next... It's, he's the best part of this film. He... I love, his, I love his line deliveries. I love the fact that 90% of everything he says is improvised. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but good improv... It is no, good, okay, knowing that, yes, the improv's fine. Yeah, because yeah, I I enjoyed seeing him in the thing, and I was like, yeah, okay, I, I've got a little bit more enjoyment for this movie now. I really like the line. I've seen The Exorcist 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. That's great. I do like how he says, "Well, I, I graduated Julie Harden." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's that's good. And he breaks down. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead, shoot. Well, well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? I like him. I like him in this. That's, that's my note. I like him. He is good. Oh, I've got another tidbit. Okay. I've got a tidbit time just before we get mm, onto the mm, day OC. Tidbit time. You know the scary faces that uh, Barbara and Adam pull, the long nose and the eyes in the back of the throat thing? Mm. Yeah. The giant maw. Which I would say is iconic because you can, you can buy figures of that. Absolutely. Those prosthetics were found in the loft of a couple during an episode of Cash in the Attic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Is that UK? Yeah. Okay. They, were, they, were, they didn't sell because they were in such poor condition. I, I tried oh, so I hard to find the episode that I could link it, and I just can't find it anywhere. I'm not, I, they probably ended up in that shitty waxwork museum in South End or wherever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll reach out to a couple of contacts that I have, see if I can get somebody to pull it from the archives for me, because I really want to fucking see it. I do and too. And the condition that they're in. Because I would, I'd keep them. But I would I just, really keep them. I just what, what cool. the fuck? Just imagine going up into your loft and finding. 
Herbie the love bug up there. (laughs) Herbie the love bug. The Millennium Falcon in your Just buried under some boxes. Oh, I've got Herbie up here. (laughs) It's been screaming all this time. (laughs) I wonder what that hazard noise was. Oh, look Um, at all this coke in the glove box. (laughs) Was this Lindsay Lohan's Herbie? (laughs) I'm sorry, Lindsay. Yeah, she listens. She listens. She's a big fan. I hope so. It's punishment in rehab, isn't it? You have to listen to this. <laughs> 53 minutes 30. Yeah. You want to talk about the Deo scene? Deo. Deo. What about it, Dan? Oh, I just I enjoyed what, the scene. What are we all going to say right now, apart from how much we love this fucking scene, Ashley? We're not all going to say that. We are all going to say that, aren't we? Because it's At brilliant. First, it's so, it's fun. so much fun. It's about rhythm. You don't do three movements and mime ineffectually. They're being possessed by Adam and Barbara Country okay. Bumpkins. Look, look, Ashley. No, we, because we've seen Bill Pullman do a Ashley. dance at the beginning of the film. Was it's, it Calypso? It was. Ashley, over here, buddy. They're white. Yes. They can't dance. True. So that's why this okay. is a band. <laughs> okay. No. They should have brought in professional Calypso dancers, <laughs> put them in whiteface. I I thought at first that this was Beetlejuice is doing. I thought, oh, you know, mm. the Beetle, they've, Beetlejuice is in the movie now. Yeah. No. It, it was yeah, you know why you thought that? It's because they didn't show it. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah. But I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun. Bit of enjoyment. It's very fun. Nah. And how happy... Well, sorry, the... I have to agree with Ashley now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's convinced me with his... Nah. <laughs> No, no, no. I've been turned around. <laughs> Good point well made. In uh, my opinion, this film's music is bad. And I I enjoyed um, how happy the, the thingy and thingy were. I cannot remember their names. <laughs> Adam and Barbara. Adam and Barbara, thank you. Yeah, how happy I, they were. Yeah, I struggle to remember themselves. the names as well because they're just such, so generic. Is it the Macefields? The... Maitlands? Maitlands, that's it. The Maitlands. Yeah, they're how happy they are with that haunting. Yeah. And like how it I find it so bizarre that this this uh these uptight uh, you know city folk were like, ha ha, that was so fun. I didn't know I could dance. Well you can't, but <laughs> And it's like, what what you were just why are you not selling this to ghost hunters? It's it's <laughs> their ha- core would love to be here. They're happy because now they know they can they can market this and sell this to the big country folk, the actual proper haunted house. But it seems so weird to It to is weird. Like, it's Here's a haunted house. Movie. I'm gonna sell it for money. Oh yeah, but it doesn't make a, for me. It doesn't make a logical leap. I don't see the logical leap. No, there's not from, a huge amount of logic been, in the movie. I will give I've you that. I've been possessed and I've had my shrimp come to life and throttle me. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to sell this on Dragon's Den or whatever. Well, earlier on in the film, Jeffrey Jones calls his real estate boss and he goes, this place is a hotbed of real estate. You should come up here. And he's like, that's a country bumpkin place. Fuck off. And then 30 minutes later, this place is haunted. Fuck it. I'm coming. I want, <laughs> I want to see the spook house. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. Cause, uh, that like, to, uh, that to is explained, back. I think, because it's his wife that likes that sort of shit. Right, okay. Here's to go back to like the seminal haunting movie, Casper. Yes, it's, the it's pinnacle. The pinnacle. Of ghost there's movies. Been, there's never been a better ghost movie. No. Uh, it's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite. They don't... Mm. Any time there's... Any time there's... It's, it's just... It's, everyone just goes, no, I'm going to leave the haunted house. Yeah. It seems so... 
backwards and I don't get the logical leap. Which is fine. Maybe that's just me, but... It's money. Cause it's money, 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 money. It's different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can monetize it. That's, that's the only reason. But I can monetize that's... myself taking a shit. Can you? Yes, you, you can. Look, someone's going to pay to watch me take a shit. Okay, some weirdo out there. How much Imagine do you want? Imagine if that's the face reveal. I'll be honest. I don't... <laughs> don't even tell people. Just be sitting on the bar going, hi hey guys. guys. <laughs> face reveal. <laughs> Streaming on Twitch tonight. <laughs> me taking a shit for an hour. <laughs> I, mean, I knocked the microphone again. Oh, I saw the spooky ghosts. Yeah. See, I enjoyed this scene. And then they... And then... It, it jumps like this is where I feel like some of the movie is missing. I know it's not, but well, I don't know if there was a longer cut or not. No, no, there wasn't. Okay, where they go, they get haunted. Here's our friends to the to like we like this to let's perform an exorcism. I've, oh, Otho. Otho's not. It's not an exorcism. He's like trying to channel forcing them, yes. them to. But I know it, it becomes an exorcism. I know there's there's stuff before that, like Burton becoming a, a snake rail, a pervert snake rail. Yeah, you called Keaton Burton. He did. Did I? They're, they're all the men. same. Oh, mm, mm, no, I'm sorry. Mm, mm, bad me, bad, bad. But yeah, I know that happens, and then they break into the attic, and Nick his model. Yes. Why? Because real estate. Someone's done a model for us. Yeah, now now we turn around. So now they're going to turn the whole city to into... To use it as part of the presentation right, So businessman. So they give, he gives a presentation to businessman. Is he trying to turn the town into a haunted house attraction? Yes. Yes, pretty much. Right. Okay, because wasn't, I wasn't clear why. He, he wanted to turn it into a gated community. And right. then they got, all, <laughs> community. they got all spooky ghosted. And then he was like, we'll turn it into a fun fair. Do you know what they didn't talk about? Mm. Fucking murder bridge. Like, no, what? Haunted house. Oh, let's turn the library into something and this into something. Not fucking murder bridge. Yeah, they could have talked or about evil murder bridge. Satan dog. Yeah. <laughs> the hellhound. Hellhound. Hey, sure, this just occurred to me. Can we talk about the sandworms? Yeah, the sandworms of Sutton. Yeah. From Dune. Yeah. What, what about them? Why? Why not? <laughs> a chance, I mean, I'm, a I'm, chance to stick some early CGI in. I mean, I, I don't mind, but they kind of feel like they just get forgotten about until you need them at the end. Pretty much. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. There were, there, I mean, there's a deleted scene that comes from the middle of the movie that shows uh, Gina Davis sort of smacking one about again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but no, they're, I, I they're just an excuse to that. keep Yeah, it's just a keep them in stay the house. in a lo- one location. Okay. But they don't have to stay in one location. I don't particularly... Purgatory offices. No, but one earthly location. Yeah. Okay. I don't particularly understand why they're from Saturn. Because Beetlejuice is from space. I guess that's fine. I guess, but he's he's the protege of their caseworker. One. Go- she's like, don't don't get. I don't. I can't remember where the scene happens. She's like, don't get Beetlejuice involved. Mm. I gave him a whorehouse, so he, you don't have to get him involved. Now deal with this haunting. Are you going to help us? Again, no. No. Yeah. Also, she does the very clever thing of saying, right. by the way, Beetlejuice is living in the miniature. Right. right, yeah. To summon him, you say his name three times. Don't do it. But that's what you do. Yeah, so I've got that half, uh, halfway to the point. I came to the conclusion that I don't like this movie and I don't like Burton's aesthetic because mm. I'm tired of it. But I also have noticed that can't, 
Can't have a routine haunting prove the existence of ghosts. Why? Like, or prove the existence of like the afterlife and purgatory. Why? That, that she doesn't explain why it's a bad thing. And if it's such a bad thing, why isn't she helping? What are you going to do? To scare them. I want to make sure it's not some silly parlor trick. Now, go clean house and don't forget the photographs and the damned handbook. Why are they not helping to deal with these people? Oh, because her hands are tied with the very funny American football team who she's also coaching on the side. No, it's like you can't have this haunting, but why can't I have this haunting? If people know the afterlife is real, what does that mean for you? You're already dead. Influx of paperwork. They'd all commit suicide. But everyone's got an influx of paperwork. It's already there. Everyone's already swamped. Even more swamped. But more dead people means Hang more on. people to deal with paperwork. If only suiciders get to purgatory, how did man shrink his own head? It's not only suiciders that get to purgatory. The other world, the it's, yeah, they're yeah. The civil servants. It's just unfortunate deaths get you to purgatory. Right. But yeah, it just doesn't make it like. Why is it such a problem if they know that ghosts are real? Because film, um, Why won't you fucking help them? I, it, I, get, I know it's a bit... Maybe it's a bit silly to be hung up on this point, but I can't understand the, lo the logic of... She was the main antagonist. If it wasn't for her, the, the film couldn't go it, it's on. Like, it's like in Harry Potter, it's like, well, we can't have the muggles known about wizards. Why? You could literally turn everyone's dicks into springs. We can. You can do whatever. You, you could literally rule with an iron fist. That's if you the felt first like thing it. you'd do as a wizard. Is it? <laughs> I mean, imagine dick spring, dick spring, dick spring. Imagine the first thing you do is but, belly flop everywhere. Boing, <laughs> boing. That's my main method of movement from yeah. now on. <laughs> I'm going down the shops. Anyone want anything? Boing. <laughs> I never said you'd be able to spring on it. <laughs> you fuck it. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's an ineffectual spring, even if my dick breaks off halfway through, I'm still doing the worm to the shop and telling everyone I've got a spring dick. All I'm saying is that I can't understand why why it's such a bad idea for people to know that the afterlife is real, for one. And for two, if it's such a problem, why you should lift your finger to help if it's going to be that much of an issue. And she does go, you know, whatever means necessary. So, oh, well, now I can use Beetle Goose. I mean, maybe she doesn't have any power to... She's just a civil... She's just, you know... Yeah, she's just a civil... Maybe she's got no power to... Okay, so who's in control? Satan. I don't know. Putting, putting the <laughs> Linking it back yeah, to Satan. I like it. I like it. So, Cyclical. One question, an hour and four. It just comes into my mind. Why, why does Otho appear to live with this family? It's a good question. Well... If, if, as Never we all now know, he's a life coach, they are constantly living in that house, and he has to tell them how to do that. Mm, well, he's got no other clients. I like the fact that they're... <laughs> okay, on... you shit here. I like that they're on the top, and he just turns up in a kimono and goes, Sup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. He's more at home than they are. <laughs> Lydia, I live here now. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. That is funny. I'm guessing just like he only bought like a one-way ticket. Yeah. It doesn't have the yeah. money to go back. Sure. It's just got to live there now. The, the murder spook bridge is out. We can't. can't <laughs> yeah. It's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> but then how did everyone else get there? So I'm at an hour and 18 minutes, if anyone. Uh, hour and two. Go on, I'm the ending, is my last so. note, and I'm going to take back the, oh, 
yeah, that Michael Keaton improv was quite good. Oh, yeah. Because Aaron too, he just literally devolves into, look at me. Basically like prime Johnny Depp. <laughs> is that prime as in peak or numbers? He is the original. <laughs> he is Hold on. He's Depp prime. Depp prime. Aaron 18. Uh... The Beetlejuice comes up out the miniature with a funfair on his head. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the they try. So the idiot tries to summon them, talk to them, but it's, he's performing an exorcism. Yes. Otho. Uh, fa- Otho's performing yeah. an exorcism with the family. Makes and what's the girl's her name like, face go really sad. Yeah. And and the daughter goes, "Oh no, I need to summon Beetlejuice," and you know, and summons summons him under the condition that she marries him afterwards, so he can get out. As he tells you very quickly. So, yeah, he gets summoned, yes. Uh, he comes out with a funfair on his head and the big rolled up arms. Yep. In the iconic, proper iconic, not Ubisoft iconic, uh, striped suit. Yes. Carry on. Okay, I thought, you, I thought you had a point. You were just explaining what was happening. No, just explaining the scene, that's all. I just want to say that I saw, uh, I saw this costume, this Beetlejuice costume, recently at Planet Hollywood. Ah. The arms stretch over the ceiling. Oh, that's over cool. some of the diners, it, it was cool. It was very cool to see, and the the, the movie, the, sorry, the restaurant was just filled with shit from other movies that we've done on this show. <laughs> was, there was Beetlejuice shit. From there was Waterworld so shit. The, the stuff they couldn't shift. There was so much <laughs> shit from Walter Waterworld. I swear <laughs> to God, there was Gladiator. There was Leon stuff. Jesus. I was like, huh? Is this where? <laughs> Just, just did, did, did we do this? Full <laughs> stuff. Is this what happened? Is this a fire on the wall of us who've built it? And we built it like 20 years ago. What? It's, it's like, like the end shining. Of shining. <laughs> exactly. We've always been here. That's pretty weird. Yeah, there was just, yeah. I, I mean, there were definitely more things. As well. I, just can't, I can't remember all the movies that were there. But there were so many that we'd done and so many that we're going to do as well. <laughs> That's my note. Okay. That's it. So I in this scene when uh, Beetlejuice is clearing people out, I thought he was going to be a lot more violent than he is. Yeah. No, he's just horny. I thought he was going to be a lot more ripping pe- like ripping spines out and like I mean that shoving was, that, coconuts down people's throats, that sort of thing. That was the first draft. Mm. No, you know what, Lewis? <clears throat> I reckon you could write a better first draft. Thanks. I, I say that from Thanks. my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, I reckon yeah. you could write a better final draft of this film. So he, he takes out Otho. Well, I say takes out Otho. He changes his clothes and Otho gets so upset he oh, leaves. Yes. <laughs> That's how he goes. Yeah, which is the most flaccid, like, get a person out of a house I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's not like... Because he launches... Before this, he launches two people through the ceiling on from the first floor, yeah. assumably out of the house. Yeah. So... That's, you know, fairly, you know, wacky no, you're, violent. you are right. That is stupid. <laughs> Considering that Otho has just survived the Deo scene where yeah. the shrimp came to life and strangled him. Yeah. It's like, oh, blue. No. Yeah, oh, my clothes. They're changing his clothes. It's not like the standard, oh, it's, he's just wearing polka dot boxers. So it's like, oh, i got to run away. He's wearing clothes that we would probably see him wearing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like yeah, yeah it's not yeah, like what? shaming him in any way. Uh, why? <laughs> why this? And then one thing that I did like was even though that the mother was a stepmother, she does 
Cordova over to huddle with her. Mm. There is actually a sense of, of family love there, even if they are all a little bit once, stressy. Yeah. Once we go back, like two months after when they're in purgatory and we see that the house has been remodelled, they're a happy family. The, the goth girl's been all gothy, but that's standard. Oh, no, no. She needed a good man her love to get the goth out of her. <laughs> a good that, man? Well, mm. go, going back to all the... All I'm saying is she nearly gets married and she starts going to a prep school. All I'm saying is the movie gives you a very bad message. Does she end up living with the, the maid mains people? Yeah, look, I, I want to get to that in a moment. <laughs> going, going back to the big Beetlejuice climax scene, though, where mm-hmm. like, Beetlejuice wants to marry Lydia purely because... He has her over a barrel with the Maitlands. They're dissolving. Yeah. And she's willing to agree. Uh, he wants out of the afterlife. Uh, he calls it a marriage of convenience. Uh, that's, that's how you get out of the afterlife, by marrying a human. Without saying too much now, mm. this one offhand line, almost everything Beetlejuice that comes after this, the sequels, the shows, the musicals... The animated series. They they fundamentally misunderstand this mm. and make Lydia an object of desire for Beetlejuice. It's, 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 it's one crazy offhand line. It's like, I want to marry you so I can be human again. Don't really like you. But that's what we got to do. You're, you're here. You can see me. Mm. All the Beetlejuice media afterwards fundamentally misunderstand that does he not for want of a better word does he not come on to her i so i got the impression that he was just saying that for her benefit like oh we just do this it'd just be a quick thing but he wants it no i don't think he does come i think he's i think he's horny yeah for sure i think he would fuck her if you know Given the chance. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones had an audience. <laughs> oh, 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 dear. Oh, mm. I said to save them. No, I think it is just the fact that he, she can see him. He's got her over a barrel, metaphorically, not Jeffrey Jones-like. <laughs> Two <laughs> he only has pictures. <laughs> And is and is there anyway? Let's fuck fucking let's, let's move quickly on. Uh, quickly, quick, quick. Gets, how does the car drive? How does the toy car drive? I don't know. But because all I know it's the 1980s. They roll it back and it goes forward. Gremlins that, logic. Fuck all you. All I know is that Mrs. Maplin gets uh, a sand dune worm and eats Beetlejuice. Yes. Which yes, means she technically does. he's still out. Because they only say Beetlejuice twice. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it, we, gets, we don't know what power the sandworms have. Well, the, they get the power to put him in fucking the offices. They digest you for a thousand years. He gets eaten and then he gets put in an office. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that's all the sandworms do. So if that's all the sandworms do, then they're not really that scary, are they? Does. Like the Weeping Angels. Is he. No, they don't get married. They don't finish the ceremony. They don't finish do the they? ceremony, no. I was going to say, because he goes back to being recently deceased, doesn't he? That's why he's in the office at the end. But mm. if he's never truly alive again... No. I can't explain that. That's not, that's one Bad bit film. I can't explain. Mm. Terrible film. You're right. Yeah. Shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that happens, and then we get to that's the... Sa- that being eaten by a sandworm, though, that is really awkwardly edited. That is. But, I mean... A lot of the movie has a weird awkward editing to get around the, the effects. Yeah, but that, yeah. that scene in particular... Yeah, which I, I don't actually have a problem with the effects overall because it, it's of its time and actually yeah. it's, it's got a charm to I it. I like the snake banister. I thought that was done quite well. Mm. Yeah. 
I like it. It has a very Harryhausen feel yeah. to it with all the movements, which is fine. Uh, anyway, so we get to the, the happy ending. The, the Maccabees have their house back, I guess. I mean, you keep... Are you purposely getting their name wrong every time now? Now I am, yes. The McDonald's. They, they get their... I can't say that. That's, that's sponsored. They get their house back. And then I guess the family was there. Are he, I don't understand. I guess they live in the attic now? Yeah. I don't... They, it's so unclear what happens after this part. Maybe they live in the miniature. Because that's, that's a possibility. Because yeah. my guessing is that they they live in harmony with the other family, but the alive family get relegated to the the attic on the condition that the the Macadoos get to have their daughter yeah. as their kid. <laughs> and the dad's just fine with it. It's like, oh, she got an A. I'm here in my, my yeah. rocking chair, chilling. <laughs> and I'm going to make that creepy, weird snake thing. Like... It's so not clear. And she goes to a prep school now. Well, I mean, they're not. And she's totally over being a goth now. The deets is up. She's cut relegated her hair. to Pray the, the grey away. <laughs> <laughs> the deets is Ugh. they're clearly not relegated to the attic because they have the office space where she shows him the Beetlejuice snake head and he falls out the chair. Oh right, yeah. So I think they're just sharing the house. But the ending, it, for me. It's one of the most joyous endings ever. When that rocking chair starts rocking on its own and Harry Belafonte can shake, 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 Sinatra, shake your butt. It's great. Yeah, I don't mind. I love the, it. I don't mind that scene. I just, I'm, just a, I'm just a little confused as to exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, but the scene of her dancing in the air to yeah, the no, music, yeah, fine. Looking back as with a critical eye, the ending's very confusing because why, why is Beetlejuice in the office? Why is he recently deceased? He was never fully alive. It's, Yeah. But the actual scene, the song, the dance, the football team on the stairs. Yeah. Fun it, times. All, all fine. All, I'm, I'm fine with that, yeah. But Ashley loves it too, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's your brief with the ending scene? Again, bad miming. What do you want? Do you want her Good to turn into Harry Belafonte? Or actually sing it? Oh, I know what you want. You, you want no, 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 no. You don't want them to actually sing it. I've watched... The Beetlejuice musical. Yeah. You don't want them to actually sing no, it. No, he wants Les Mis. That's what he wants. Uh-huh. That's what he wants. And he, even though he knows that's a bad idea, he wants Les Mis. Come, Mr. Tallyman, you stole my bread. <laughs> Prisoner 498621. <laughs> shake, 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 Sonora! <laughs> and then, yeah, it just ends, ends on an upbeat note. It's fine. Yeah, very upbeat. I love it. I love the ending. The buzzer came to the end, I realised, yeah, I don't. Like this movie because I don't like Burton's aesthetic. I don't like his one trick. I don't like Elfman's music. I just, yeah, I'm not. I'm not about this. It's fair enough, Ashley. Um, I think it's pretty clear, but wrap it up. Yeah, it was pretty good actually. And it was about an eight out of out of seven. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And I disagree with you both on every point you've ever made. Not just about <laughs> Not this just movie. About yeah. Every point you've ever made, you're wrong about it all. I respect your opinions, but they're wrong, and time That's will prove totally you how right. Totally, you measure a right? That's how I've been doing it. That's why oh, I have okay. to crouch through every room. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't believe 9/11 was an inside job, but you do apparently. So well, this is, there we go. Anyway, that was Beetlegeist. Bagel Goose. Bagel Goose. Bagel Fish. You can join us. Bagel Babble. After the break. Ryan Bevel. Where we're going to discuss... <laughs> where we, we'll, we'll talk about 
Remember Dundee. Well, we'll let them do that in <laughs> the background. We can fade that out in post. Bibble, bibble. But join us after the break. <laughs> We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the sequels that never were. Sequels, plural, and Beetlejuice in other media. Why why it is or isn't a failed franchise. And we'll find out what we're going to watch next episode. So see us then. Now, this is our pod wife. Change from usual. We don't actually have a promo to play for them. They're just friends of the show. Verbal Diorama podcast. Check them out. They're good stuff. They're coming off a little run of Studio Ghibli films. Oh, cool. Uh, they've got a really good opening theme tune as well. Much better than ours. So hey. go check them out. <laughs> Have a listen. You'll Fuck understand. It. It's true. Fuck, Not... I'm going to write another one now. Then. You absolutely should. You've, You've been, been saying, saying that, that for years. about 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate our theme tune. That's I like great. our theme tune. But theirs is bad. Go and check out Verbal Diorama. See you in a minute. Uh strange and unusual. And we're back, we everybody. Hello, we do Sorry. have a sponsor. Sorry, I'm so used to hearing that. We have a sponsor. This... Doing my stuff. I yeah. tell you what, a bit of a change this episode. We're actually sponsored by Ashley and Daniel. Fucking hell. I know. I don't remember this. They've got a new self-published book Looks of like poetry drunk. coming out. <laughs> Are we it's, saying it? <laughs> it's, it's called The Lockbox of My Mind. And they've graciously, right. graciously the agreed to read one line at a time. Okay. One of mm. their most haunting poems in the book, My Fingers Smell Like Fish Cake. <laughs> Take it's, it away, boys. Whoever wants something. to start with the first line from My Fingers Smell Like Fish Cake. Captain Birdseye won't see me anymore. As he watches me drunkenly on the floor. Is this a burger I see before mine eyes? No, it's the f- fish cake that smells like my fingers. <laughs> yes. Not wise. <laughs> my fingers. Oh, my fingers. A fish, a fish, a fishy they are my fingers, a fish. I fingered a fish, and that's why they smell. Can you not tell? At least that's what I tell to all the girl. Dictated, but not read. Haunting. Absolutely <laughs> moving. Can we have that? I'm genuinely really surprised that worked so well. <laughs> what? Well, it's true. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you Abs- asked for an excerpt, and we gave you one. So. Absolutely moving. 
you can buy their buy their self published book of poetry, Lockbox of My Mind. Yeah, also any, doing it to jazz. <laughs> any bad news agent? <laughs> it's, uh, we've got one copy. It's selling for a thousand dollars. So <laughs> it's us doing it on the toilet. <laughs> They'll be live Maybe streaming you, it from the their blog. <laughs> so why didn't Beetlejuice get a sequel? Oh, I know. <laughs> Go on. Uh, because there wasn't enough oomph for it, and the producers were like, eh, "It probably didn't make enough." Also, it was a shit film, Lewis. <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect. Because this was the tenth most popular movie of 1988, behind classics like Crocodile Dundee 2 and Rambo 3. Uh, it made seventy-four million dollars worldwide on a budget of fifteen. Wow! Which in nineteen eighty-eight was actually a success. Crazy, Can yeah. you believe it? That's good, man. Fucking Disney has ruined cinema and box office takes. Like you have to make a billion dollars now to be considered a success. As much as I love our corporate lords and masters, they've ruined cinema. But don't say bad things, or the fucking the secret police will come and get mm. you. <laughs> Uh, the critics liked it too, apart from Roger Ebert, as we previously discussed. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, he's Good stupid man. sometimes. Great man. 90% he, of the time. Roger Ebert uh, wanted more romance and less slapstick, thus wanting a completely different movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but just because the movie didn't get a sequel doesn't mean that it didn't succeed as a franchise. Now this, I'm going to list, there's there's a whole heap of Beetlejuice yeah. media out there. So, I remember know. the cartoon. Yeah, there's a cartoon. There's there was a cartoon for fucking everything back in yeah. the day. Beetlejuice, Ace Ventura, Aladdin, uh, Godzilla got one. The Jesus. mask. The mask. Well, I mean, well, okay. The, um, this is a lot of just monologuing now. So if there is anything you want to stop me and talk about, feel free. Put your hands up, though. Obviously, I'd like to talk about the fingers 9- on lips. I'd like to talk about the nine eleven inside job. This is me time now. All right, okay. I'll save that for another podcast. Sure, sure, sure. You, we'll do a spin off. Yeah. Um, Jet fuel don't melt steel beams <laughs> Sorry Carry on Before we get to the, the big one uh, let me, I'll, I'll quickly run down some of the other Beetlejuice sequels That never made it screen uh, mm-hmm. In 2011 Warner Brothers hired Seth, Grain, Seth Graham Smith Of Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter And Dark Shadows fame mm-hmm. To write a sequel That was 2011 2015 uh, Graham Smith tells Entertainment Weekly That the script is finished and they'll start shooting the sequel by the end of that year with the original cast sorry, set in present sorry. day. So twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to start shooting at the end of twenty fifteen with all the original cast set in the present day, yeah. and that's how we got the amazing Beetlejuice sequel that we all remember from two thousand fifteen. Two three years ago. Yeah. So yeah. striking when the iron is hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, striking while everyone's still alive, including Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> when I mean, he, he's still when was work? he charged? I mean, twenty twelve. I mean, he, he lives he lives on the souls of those boys he molested, so... No, he took pictures. Well, I don't know if he took pictures. He had pictures. Two th- anyway, that was one cancelled sequel. 2017, they hire Mike... I'm going to murder his name. Vukadinovich. Vukadinovich. Uh, Jim. Mike Vukadinovich to take a shot at a sequel. Uh, not much is known about that one beyond the fact that it was officially shelved in April 2019. Uh, like you said, there was also an animated series in the 90s, which 90s kids that had access to Cartoon Network should remember fondly because it was fucking great, but has nothing to do with the movie. No. Uh, Maitland's aren't in it. 
Beetlejuice and Lydia, they're best friends in the show. They had 109 wacky adventures. <laughs> Uh, and spun <laughs> off into two video games as well. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking back to the uh, the Anakin <laughs> children's cartoon. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, the, the only reason I mention the cartoon here now before telling you about the next attempt at a sequel is, is just to add a little... I, th- I think it adds a little flavour and a little context as to the tone that the sequel the actual movie sequel might have been going for him. It seemed, mm. The movie seems like a sequel to the cartoon more than it does the first fucking movie. <clears throat> yeah. But here we go. It's Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Should we strap in? Absolutely strap in. If you remember, listeners, back to the Forrest Gump episode when I ran down Gump & Co., the batshit crazy sequel car. then. This is longer, more batshit, so much worse. I, I, I had <clears throat> head trauma from reading this script from just banging my head on the desk. It took me fucking forever to get through it. So this is written by the Vukovic guy? No, this one was written in 1992 by Jonathan... No, 1990 or 1991 by Jonathan Gems. This was their very first attempt right. at making a sequel. There have been three failed sequels. This was the very first one that they went with. Right. This was the one that got the furthest along. Uh, Jonathan Gems, who went on to write Mars Attacks. Good movie. Uh, this, this script is out there. You can, you can read this script, but you really, really, really shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah. I've done it for you. Let me run it down. Here are some of the choice cuts. Uh, there's a scene where Lydia's walking alone through a jungle in Hawaii. And a red and blue right. bl- butterfly lands on her head. She brings it down to eye level and gazes it and says the line you're so beautiful and I'm so miserable here in paradise that's a line from this movie it's, it's so bad it's so bad there are a group of beatniks in the script okay and this, tried, this... Every, tried nothing and didn't work <laughs> oh lot about this I mean they're nothing like what you imagine a beatnik actually is I'm imagining Ned Flanders' dad, so... No. Oh. There, there is a Japanese one called Togo who plays the bongo. Uh-huh. A Hawaiian one called Jerry. Who plays his belly. <laughs> no. And a lady who claims to be from Atlantis. She isn't. She's just from America. Atlanta. No. Atlantis. The script uses the word beatniks more than it does the word Beetlejuice. Right. Say it three times. Beatnik, beatnik, beatnik. By the the end of the script, the word beatnik had lost all fucking meaning. (laughs) Yeah, not like Beetlejuice, which has all meaning. Exactly. Uh, This is is where we start to get fucking mental. Lydia is taught by a Hawaiian village man how to summon a wave. A a literal wave from the ocean by singing, singing whale song. Moana. Lydia sits on a rock, goes, and she can control the ocean. Well, but of course. Of course. Of course. When you think of Beetlejuice, you think of jungles, (laughs) beaches, and sitting on rocks going, Lydia enters this fucking subatomic world from Ant-Man. Yeah, okay, fine. She surfs on a sea of helium on a triangle. (laughs) <laughs> right 
the movie doesn't actually bother to start until like page 42. Do you know what I've noticed? There's no mention of Mike and the Mechanics here anywhere. No. No. None. <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Uh, so the movie doesn't actually bother to start until about page 42 when Lydia enters the afterlife to find Beetlejuice in a supermarket. Uh, Is she dead now? No, no, she just she just has the ability to go to the afterlife. Right, okay. She a squid now? Like 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 they did in the cartoon, she could enter the netherworld with mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. And even even 42 pages in it's taken to get to this point, they still dick around for ages. Uh, they they go to the DMV to try and get Beetlejuice's bioexorcism license back. Right. Lydia at the DMV is literally smoked by a dwarf. Wait, I'm, Department uh, no. of Motor Vehicles. They go to there to get his license. His bureaucracy. Uh, carry on. But the Netherworld version. She of gets it. smoked by. A... She gets smoked by a dwarf. I don't mean she a dwarf shoots her. <laughs> I mean he literally turns her Roll into her smoke up. and inhales her. Okay. And then exhales her. He smokes Lydia. That. Do you know what? No, carry on. That's Warwick Davis from Gulliver's Travels. Sure. With wasps. So when they get back to the real world, uh, Beetlejuice is wearing a costume. He, his t-shirt. His costume is a t-shirt and shorts, and the shirt says "Tight butts drive me nuts" with Zs. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Right. I should probably give you some. No I- idea of as to what the overarching plot is. Uh, the, the, Goes the, to Hawaii. The plot is is basically the Beatniks and Lydia. The Beatniks in the Beatniks enlist Lydia to help them get rid of the Dietz's family from the Hawaiian island that the Dietz family have bought in order to build a hotel. It's it's a sacred island. So we're undoing what happened in the first movie. Yes. Right. Any character development there was in the first movie is gone. We're back to square one. Okay. Rich dicks again want to buy the island, turn it into a hotel, make make lots and lots of money. Right. Uh, so they spend 42 pages stalling, dicking around in the DMV, getting smoked. Uh, Beetle just finally gets to Hawaii. Lydia, well, yeah, when they finally get to Hawaii, and he's wearing his tight butts, drive me nuts t-shirt, Lydia lets him have a little holiday before they actually do anything. Uh, right. Thus... Sticking around even more. He takes photos of sunbathers. He plays volleyball. Which is just... It's just... I'm not going to lie. This movie sounds unfathomingly boring. Oh, it's so boring. It's so boring. That Like, it's... Do you know... The like, movie should be called Beetlejuice Dicks About. <laughs> like, Gump and Co. was at least crazy enough mm. to be... That would be... I'd pay to see it for the entertainment. This, I'd rather burn the film reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're on the island. Beetle just sticks about, takes sordid photos of sunbathers, plays volleyball. Beetle just then turns a tree into a lady to make Lydia jealous. Yep. As you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They spend the next... That's where I got my nickname, Dick Splinters. <laughs> Get out, everybody! <laughs> they spend the next 30 pages... Uh, becoming friendly with each other. Beetlejuice and Lydia become friendly with each other. They get burgers. They go for a swim. They turn into mermaids. Stop motion mermaids. No, no. Mermaids with mermaid tails and they go for a swim and they get all friendly for 30 fucking pages. (laughs) (laughs) Do they find Atlantis? No, they find an old um, naval boat that's been sunk. 
Oh. So I want them to find Atlantis. Go, oh, we know a woman who's from here. Like, no, she's not. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen <laughs> yeah. as well. And it just doesn't. <laughs> Beetle just says the word fantabulous. Cool. That's a note. <laughs> I like that. Had to be put in the script. Like he has to say this. He says fanta- <laughs> fantabulous. Fuck you. <laughs> Lydia uses her newfound control of the ocean to almost murder a guy that she has a crush on. Because he's trying to fuck that tree lady called yep. Cactus. Been there. I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> uh, then Beetlejuice for a hypnose Lydia with a love potion. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, I mean, it was going to happen. And breaks the fourth wall to give us a cheeky wink. Ding! Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't your fault, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. Like, I know it's not your I fault. I can't blame you. I read this for you. Imagine how I felt. (laughs) (laughs) These are the bits that I deemed the most interesting to tell you. Imagine how I fucking felt. 30 pages of them being friends and getting burgers. (laughs) And then... Fucking hell. Then Beetlejuice has a surfing contest while dancing like Michael Jackson on the board. Hmm. She'll just sit in silence and let that image soak in for a second. Whatever you say, all I can think is, I fucking hate it all. I hate it all, and I hate everything. Uh, he, he. The more, the more you read, the more I hate. The anger flows through me. <laughs> I'm waiting for the musical, so that's going to be bad too. And uh-huh. you, you chose this. Oh, I've, I've watched the musical for you as well. <laughs> Don't worry. Wow. Then Beetlejuice, disguised as an oil tycoon, sets up a marriage to his Rohypnol uh, Lydia. Is he still a decaying zombie man? Yes. Cool. But in a t-shirt. Get it. Actually, no, he's not in a t-shirt anymore. He's dressed as a Texan oil tycoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sets up a marriage to a rehypnoid Lydia, because he, he actually loves Lydia now, by the way. Does his Texas oil tycoon suit also say something about butts? I don't f- no. <laughs> say something about 9-11. He, um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm on that today. <laughs> this is in the 90s. In, 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 in the netherworld, he has a girlfriend called Rita. Uh, who he, Repulsor? He, he's very unhappy Excuse with her. Uh, he's mopping floors as a job now. Uh, he pines for Lydia because he he genuinely well, so genuinely genuinely loves her. No, no, no. Okay. He mops the floors now. He lost his license. Uh, he genuinely <sighs> loves her. So he wants to marry her. He gives her a love potion. Dresses as a Texan. Tries to marry the the wedding is stopped by a lady we saw very very briefly in a single scene earlier in the movie. She comes in, she's like, stop the wedding. She's there with all of her extinct animals because she's from the Garden of Eden and she's called Gala and she's Beetlejuice's mum. Is she a pie with an egg in it? (laughs) No, she's Beetlejuice's mummy from the Garden of Eden and protects extinct animals. And somehow this causes Lydia to snap out of the love potion. It's not explained, but she does. He grew up in the 17th century. He clearly said he survived the plague. But his mummy is from the Garden of Eden. From the Garden of Eden times. Yep. Uh, the own, right, so Lydia snaps out of it. Everyone recognises Beetlejuice. The only person who tries to actually say his name three times after he's exposed is fucking Otho. It's the only person in the movie. He's back. Oh, yeah, no, he's back. Okay. Of course he's back. Lives with the Dietzes. Yeah. <laughs> They've adopted him. He's got to tell him how to live. 
he's he's the only person that tries to expel Beetlejuice. After everybody recognised him, Charles, Delia, Lydia, they could all send him back to say his name. Nobody fucking tries except for Otho. Uh, the screen oh the screenwriter Jonathan Gems. Uh, I told you about the uh, Japanese guy who plays the bongos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he writes his dialogue swapping the L's and R's. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, then Beetlejuice turns into a demon called Jucifer. Right. Yep. I like your reactions. <laughs> They're more tired every time. It's the same reaction, just more worn down I'm just every imagining time. Imagine a cart and a Tropicana with horns. <laughs> um, so Jucifer, everybody's scared of Jucifer. Uh, everyone mortal on the island heads up a volcano to escape, as you do. Uh, so Beetlejuice six his dinosaurs, Easter Island giants, which got to Hawaii somehow. Yeah. Tiki demon statues. It's all the same in it. <laughs> tiki demon statues and car wolves to go and push them all in. Do we have any questions <laughs> about about what's going on here? Any uh, questions about what a car wolf is? It's made Dan. Where are you going, Dan? <laughs> Dan's left the room. I mean. I'd have an angry wank and all. <laughs> He's left the fucking building. <laughs> Can he get back in? I hope not. That means Do we you need to, to be stay. let back in, Dan? <laughs> You're coming back. <laughs> Carry on. You, you all right? Uh, Are we all on the same page as to what a car wolf is? Oh, yeah, of course. Sure, I don't need to explain that. Yeah. It's obvious. Beep, beep. Uh, Lydia saves the day and destroys the hotel by causing a tidal wave. But don't worry, because all the people are protected by a golden magic bubble made by an old Hawaiian magic man. <laughs> Why did I come back in? <laughs> uh, the tidal wave washes Otho into a palm tree conveniently above Beetlejuice. And Otho just says his name three times and that's how Beetlejuice is defeated. Fat bloke in a tree. Not Lydia. No no actual confrontation with Beetlejuice. Just gets washed into a tree. So Beetlejuice gets sent back to the netherworld. Back to his crap life there with Rita. She gets him a beer. And instead of drinking the beer, he accidentally drinks his love potion. And falls in love with the sad sack dead lady. They go to a club together where Beetlejuice is the lead singer of a band. And that's how the movie ends with a big... Beetlejuice song and dance number and it's like the Universal fucking Graveyard Studio review. Well, that fits in with the previous film. This I, this this script, this idea was deemed good enough <sighs> that Jonathan James was allowed to carry on working for one and write <laughs> Mars Attacks. But the idea was so appealing to Tim Burton that you know, six years later he's still trying to get Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian made. He asks Kevin Smith to do a rewrite on it. And if you haven't, if you've not seen Kevin Smith tell the story of Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian and his interaction with, with Tim Burton, I would highly recommend seeking that out. I'll put a link in the description it just, to it. Is it just him laying out Tim Burton each time he asks him, just <laughs> cracking him straight in the jaw, saying, oh, "Leave me the fuck alone." It's so much more entertaining than that. <laughs> but that that was Be- that was Beetlejuice Goes. Hawaiian. That was the that was the cancelled sequel that never was. And what what, what do you guys tell me make the plot of, of the musical of both the video games 
of every episode of the TV series. <laughs> I won't tell you the plot of the video games because they are they are uh, games of the cartoon, and the cartoon has nothing to do with the movie. The only what consoles? Uh, game Boy and NES. Okay. Uh, the only real relation to the movie that the cartoon has is the theme tune. The fact that Tim Burton's an executive producer that. Lydia's in it, the Maitlands aren't in it, uh, and the Dietzes are in it occasionally. And so one one time, Beetle just put a metal plate over a lady's mouth in it. That's it. It's basically them going on adventures in the netherworld and defeating baddies together. So I'm not. Yeah, we, I, I won't delve into too much into that. But the, we the didn't musical talk about that, like in in the film, when people are trying to say Beetlejuice to send him away during the wedding ceremony, his way of stopping that was just do various iterations of shutting their mouth yeah and when later on he just gets annoyed and banishes them do that from the start <laughs> you egypt it's okay. more visually interesting to make a man's mouth go on the floor though dan are you still in recovery it, it's not very good is it i just i read all of that i just i'm tired of i'm like that movie tired me <laughs> and I don't even like. Part of me wants to say I just want to hit someone for it. It's like but 160 like, pages. I, I don't read. even have the energy to hit a person over it. <laughs> I want them to hit themselves, and just it's it's like one of those when you're dreaming you're in a fight and you have the slow punch. Yeah, just that, just uh, like the fist made of cotton wool. Do you know what I want to do right now? Mm. I just want to walk into the ocean. <laughs> I just not come back out. No, because then she'll sing a whale song ah. and save you. See, I read the entire script. I could not tell you what the plot of the fucking movie is. I could not. There wasn't one. There isn't one. Yeah, people just get you have a holiday. They they're building a hotel. Sticking around for two hours. The, I can the, do that. The beatniks don't like the hotel. Why yeah. are the beatniks on Hawaii? I don't know why Beetlejuice has to get involved. No, no, they're in. When the magic man teaches Lydia how to make a wave, and the wave is what destroys the hotel. <laughs> I don't know why Beetlejuice needs to be there. To dick about. Tell me about the musical, Lewis. I'll tell you about the musical. Um, the the music. We'll spend less time on the musical because obviously it's not really a sequel to the movie. It's just an ex- it's an extension of the mu- of the movie. Um, but it does borrow some of the elements of the Hawaiian script. Mm. And the sequel allude the, the musical alludes to having a sequel to itself. So mm-hmm. in for a penny, in for a pound, might as well throw it in. Uh it has some it has some good songs. It has some lovely set design, very energetic performances, and I absolutely fucking hate it. Ashley. Are they original songs? Yes, apart from the Harry Belafonte ones. Right, yeah. They are original songs. But I absolutely hate it. Beetlejuice is in the musical from the very, very start. He is the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's constantly vamping with the audience and improving, breaking the fourth wall, making awful, awful jokes. Uh... <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to actually tell you about the movie. There's no the musical. There's no. Uh, there's no car crash. Is there a plot? Sort of. How long did it run What's for? What's the plot? Oh, it's still it's still running. I think it's still off Broadway. Right. Um, I imagine we'll get it over here at some point. 
Uh, I hope not. There's there, there is no there's no Netherworld until halfway through the final act. The first act ends with the successful bioexorcism of the Deets. So Beetlejuice manages to get Charles and Delia out of the house mm-hmm. at the end of the first act. And the second act starts with Lydia and Beetlejuice living a sort of happy odd couple life together. They're happy together, Beetlejuice and Lydia living in a swirly circle spiral <laughs> house. You, you understand now the whole everyone fundamentally misinterpreting the dynamics of Lydia and the relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. They sh- then, you know, they're not friends. They're not happy together. Um, where are we? Lydia's driving force, uh, she wants to kill herself in the first act. And the, the driving force for that is to be rekindled with her dead mum. And Beetlejuice is, in the musical, is a lonely, poor guy. Poor, lonely Beetlejuice. Feels sad for him. He gets a couple of sad songs and a soliloquy. He's a monster. No. Yeah. No, the, the, he's... The, he is now the main character. Imagine a, a poor impression of no. Michael Keaton. Yeah. For two hours as the main character. I've seen a Johnny Depp film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so within the show, uh, after Beetlejuice marries Lydia to become human again, human again, he actually succeeds in marrying her. Lydia kills him with a pole. Something and he Beetlejuice becomes a recently deceased. <laughs> so like how like how the first movie should have ended no, with them actually getting married and them dying and getting yeah. eaten by a sandworm. The musical she just actually picks gets up that a bit Polish right. man and impales him through. No, <laughs> I said no. Yeah. Um. Becomes it becomes a recently deceased. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets expelled to the netherworld and comes back into the scene riding a sandworm, and eats his dead mum. Eats Beetle, Beetlejuice eats his mum with a sandworm, and in the musical, Juno is Beetlejuice's mum. Right, cool. Um, I, can, as in, I can see that. So it's in the Roman god Juno. As in the, as in the lady, with, lady. For who slit her oh, throat had right, smoke right, yeah, through yeah. her throat. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, cool, I mean, you see cool, cool, cool. the elements of that they've sort of borrowed from the Hawaiian script. Beetlejuice's mum is in it. They have, they have friendly times halfway through the movie. Um... Friendly times, Beetlejuice sounds, you know, <laughs> with uh, his mum. So, yeah, Beetle, Beetlejuice eats his mum. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, mm. And then on stage, he proposes a sequel to the musical about searching the netherworld to find his dad. Uh, and that, that is the only reason I've spent 10 minutes talking about the musical. It's because they set up a sequel to their musical that has failed on Broadway and is now off-Broadway. And listeners, yes, you're right. Uh, it's not opened in the UK yet. Uh, I haven't seen the show in the theatre. How would I know that I hate it? Because I've not seen it. <laughs> YouTube's a wonderful thing, is all, I say, all I'm telling you. If you search the right combination of words, if you go on Reddit to a musical theatre page about Beetlejuice, and you scroll down far enough, somebody will give you the right combination of words to search on YouTube to bring up the Beetlejuice bootleg. But that's 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 it. That's that's for another day. That's for an, that's that's the that's the Beetlejuice franchise. I'm tired now. But how would you have done it, Dan? How? I, yeah. You know what? We come to the sequel pitches. I've been talking for fucking ages. You two do your sequel pitches. I don't care which one goes first. Go on. You can go first. Fight it actually. Out. Okay. We're running out of steam now. Well, Dan's having a lie down. 
So we, we, we have to bring back Danny Elfman, or as I wrote him, Benny Elfman. La 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 la. So he goes. Are you doing the whole intro music, are you? Okay. So, day, morning, interior. Pingu wakes up. He says hi to his sister. And he goes out. And there's fish hanging from a washing line. And his dad's there going, I'm a washing the fish. In the washing line, i got to dry him up. But then there's a snowstorm. Hold on, wait. You said you were, before you started, you told me you were very proud of this sequel pitch. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's a Pingu episode. <laughs> You're just going to pitch me an entire yeah. Pingu episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not a real one, it's an original Pingu episode. I'll allow it. So there's a snowstorm, and the fish on the washing line turn into ice cubes with fish inside. And then Pingu and his sister have to have them like fish lollipops. And the dad is like, oh, you have to get the fish out of there so we can have a fish dindins. And then they go find the seal and the seal's like, barf, 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 barf. And, <laughs> and then the seal steals some of the fish. And they because Pingu doesn't like sharing. That's like every episode of Pingu. He's, he just chases after the seal in his sled and then goes, fuck you, se- oh, sorry, nude, nude seal. I'm going to get my fish. <coughs> but then Pingu realizes that seals can be hungry too and invites the seal home for them to have their fish dinner. And also popcorn goes everywhere at the end. Can I ask for a change of the ending? He uh, clubs yeah. the seal to death to get his fish back. <laughs> right. Ashley, I'm assuming your title is just Pingu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dan, okay. can you beat that? <laughs> no, I don't even want to. I don't even want to try. I'm it's... so tired. Are you going to pitch me an episode of Fireman Sam? <laughs> no. I mean, I can if you want. Fireman Sam's had enough. He decides to commit arson and burns down the local post office. Unfortunately, Postman Pat is caught inside and burns alive. Whoa, shared universe. Yeah. Can I can I offer a change to the ending? Yeah. Can Postman Pat remove the, the fireman's pole and then know full well that he's going to jump down to his death. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I w- okay, I'll give you. I will give you a pitch. Okay, so it's the modern times, and so this and this, uh, this family's moved into to this house, and you know it's it's kind of kind of haunted, but but like the the main kid, he's he's a boy and he's a millennial, and he just doesn't care, and like it's like lol, whatever, mate. <laughs> the planet's dying. I, you, nothing you can do will scare me. And Bill's just like, hey, buddy, and wacky woohoo. And he's like, yeah, okay, boomer. And then, like, Bill Juice just gets fed up of, of dealing with this kid and just leaves. And that's the end of the movie. It's right. Called, it's called Boomer Juice. Boomer Juice. <laughs> or you could have the Fireman Sam one. I don't care. I'm so angered and tired <laughs> by that whole Bill Juice goes Hawaiian pitch that I just hate. I hate not everything. A, not a pitch. An entire fucking Sorry, script. An entire script. I'm just so full of just like I'm done now with Beetlejuice because of that 
And it's not even your fault. And I don't even mean to give you a half-hearted way of doing this. It's I just, fine. I just... Do you want to... If you want to come and punch me, I'll allow it. <laughs> I read it to you. No, I won't, because it's not your fault. I, I will go punch Danny Elfman and, <laughs> and whoever else is involved. <laughs> right. But it'll be so half-hearted. So that's Dan's pitch, Boomer Juice or Fireman Sam. Kills Postman Pat. <laughs> so, this is my pitch. We open on a railway track. Thomas the Tank Engine comes speeding down. <laughs> no. Uh, we open 30 years later. Lydia's living in the house alone with Andy, Barbara and her dead Delia. Uh, where's Charles? He's in prison for fucking children. That's where. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. She's known around town as the weirdo middle-aged goth spinster lady. And rumour among the kids in town is that her house is haunted. Uh, she's alone, bar the ghosts, but doesn't mind. She likes it. Uh, much like Jane in the first movie, being a pushy fucking prick, trying to sell their house, there's an eccentric pushy priest who wants to come and exercise Lydia's house for her. But she's having none of it. She's been told all about the netherworld. She's been told all about the netherworld and the dead for the dead wonky corridor room. So one day when she's out, the priest sneaks in and does a stealth exorcision. Exorcision, yeah? Yeah, cool. exorcision. <laughs> it's like jazzercise. I'm, I know what I said, and I'm sticking with it. Good. So he I'm, presses control or C, and he does a crab walk yep. up the stairs. Yep. Uh, the movie is about Lydia travelling to the netherworld using the book of recently deceased people mm -hmm. uh, to find Beetlejuice and get him to help uh, get the Maitlands and Delia... Out of the dead for the dead world in the wonky hall. I, d I did have the entire movie plotted out in my head as I drove home from, from work. Yeah, me too. But I'm working 12-hour overnight shifts. And by the time I stepped through the front door and fell into the bed, I, I forgot about it. So just, just imagine that it was really good with a very clever ending that tied both movies together and vote for me. <laughs> and I'm going to call it... I was too tired to think of a title. Beetlejuice 2. Yay. Okay. So, that was the episode. How do how do we how do we feel about it, guys? Tired. Tired. <laughs> I think we were all exhausted after Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. I'm, I'm like I've never got to. The I was end. fine until that point. I've never got to the end of hearing like a potential sequel and gone, oh my god, no. That's. I mean, you you hated the first movie, both of you. But imagine. Imagine if you watched Beetlejuice goes oh Hawaii. Oh my god, man! I, I would, I would scream and sh I'd be the worst at the <laughs> cinema to see that with. I'd be the sort of person who'd be asked to leave for, over it, man. That being said, you're fed up with the Tim Burton aesthetic. What if he did a movie set in Hawaii? It'd be the same thing. It'd, It'd be the same still, thing. Yeah, because the, when it's they the go, same trick. when they go under the sea for sixty pages, that would be Tim Burton land. <laughs> be, Look at the eels everywhere, and you're making a spiral. True. This is true. It would, it would just, it would be the same. It's the same shit, and it's always the same shit. And I, I just, I can't, I cannot. Six years he was trying to make that movie. Maybe he should stop. Maybe. Maybe he should learn to make a different type of movie. Maybe. Anyway, dear listeners, that was, that was our episode. Those were our pitches. You can find our pitches on Twitter at Full Starts Podcast. You can vote for your favourite episode of Pingu there <laughs> if you like. Uh, we'll reveal who won, who had the best pitch next episode. Uh, but for now, I'm going to hand things over to Dan, who's going to tell us what we're going to watch 
next time. Uh, yes, yes, I am. Um, so I am denied. There was a suggestion someone gave us on Twitter, and I'm sorry I've forgotten your name, um, about Give Him Hell Malone, which had Thomas Jane in it and had a potential sequel. But in my research, I couldn't find anything mm. for it. So I'm going to do some more research, and hopefully I'll dig something up. And then I was on and ahhing about these two movies. And do you want A or do you want B? I want you to pick the one that you think would give us the best episode. Hmm. I want you to pick the one where you have to do a shitload of research and read a 160-page cancelled <laughs> fucking script. Well, you know Okay, do you know what? And watch uh, a two-hour bootleg of a musical that's um, mostly from yeah. the back of somebody's head. A. You want A. Okay, well, A, a, a Dan, is relevant to the current Dan, situation of the world. B. You want B, yeah? <laughs> Dan, watch first half of A, second half of B, mush them together. <laughs> yes. Okay. You know what? Because there's there's some more some interesting stuff to talk about. Let's gonna we're gonna go and watch I Frankenstein. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would you like to know what the other choice was? Yeah. Victor Frankenstein. Uh, it was a Karate Kid 2010. Was that meant to have a sequel? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. And trust me, that's fucking boring. That movie. So you're gonna I, get something. I remember good from... being all right with the. 2010 Karate Kid remake. Yeah, you remember being alright with it on a rewatch, but that's not what we're going to see anyway. Okay, we're we're going to see I Frankenstein. Starring Aaron Eckhart, that one. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. I got some info about that, my friend. Oh, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Well, look forward to that, listeners. I'm sure it won't be boring. It's not even a Halloween episode either. But for now, we'll, we'll be doing two spoopy films in a row. Oh, you know what you're picking afterwards, are you? Are you talking about Beetlejuice? The spooky, 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 spooky Beetlejuice. It won Best Horror Movie at the Saturn Awards, I think. Bagel Google. But yeah, this, it's, it's horror movie. That's by and now. That's by, by, by and large. That's by the by now. Beetlejuice is done. We never have to talk about it again. Yay. Where can they find us, Lewis? They can find us online. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this, you know where you found us. But tell your friends. We are at Full Starts Podcast. Uh, if you could literally li- Google us, if you want to leave us a review, I'm going to be one of those guys. Like and subscribe, guys. Ring that notification bell. Smash that review button and like that comment. But genuinely, if you could leave us a review, I don't care if it's good or bad. To be honest, just leave us a review. I like to read them. Um, would you be interested in a Twitch stream of a toilet? Would you be interested in a Twitch stream of a toilet? Tweet us on Facebook. No joke. Sans toilet. I have been toying with the idea of streaming. So Facebook us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram, but wherever you can find us, you'll find us at Full Starts Podcast. Insta like that Snap Smash or whatever the fucking term is. Let's go away. I'm cool. Let's go away now. We're going away now, everyone. Let's go away now. Bye 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 bye. We're going away now. I just can't believe there's a Rima Williams arcade game, to be honest with you. It just feels so fortuitous. It's so racist as well. Walk on a sand. Why do you wear glasses? I wear glasses so that I can see more.
not have glasses working. Kind of. You need glasses so you can see normally. Not to, don't give your magical sight, you fuck. I have a vegetarian diet until I don't. <laughs> Gives me magical soy boy powers. <laughs>